Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Jack Bushman here from the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. This is the first locker room episode that I am doing here, so we're going to see how it goes. Uh, The Blackhawks tonight, they're taking on the Dallas Stars. That one's about to start in a couple minutes. For the Blackhawks tonight, uh, Kevin Lankinen's back in net. He's been their workhorse as of late. Not really surprised that he's eating the start here again. He's been really good against the Dallas Stars this season. He's 3-0. and He's only allowed five goals. Just had an impressive performance on Tuesday. And also no surprise with the Blackhawks coming off a win. Uh, they're rolling with the exact same lineup that they went with in that game as well. So same exact forward line, same exact defensive combinations. Uh, Vinny Henestrosa is still going to be on the third line with Dominic Kubalik and Philip Kurashev to start the game. Wyatt Kalinuk's in once again on the third pairing with Calvin DeHaan, even though <clears throat> randomly the Blackhawks, uh, to start these games, they've been putting like Keith and DeHaan together. They don't ever really play together throughout the course of the game, but they start the games together. So that's been interesting. Um, and the Blackhawks, they just need to try and put together the same effort they had on Tuesday. It was a really impressive game. Um, they did all the little things right. They scored early, got got the lead in the first period. That's been a key for this team so far this season. Um, and then they, they kept their foot on the gas in the second. They were able to extend that lead. Things got a little dicey in the third period, as I talked about on the show in the last couple of days. Um, but when, when it mattered the most, they really did hold the Stars down. They only had seven shots on goal in that third period, even though they had a couple of chances. You expect that at this time of the year in, in close games. Um, when every point on the line's a big one. You expect those kind of surges from the team trailing, and the Blackhawks were able to keep the Stars from nodding the score 3-3. Three to three. They add the empty netter and gives them the 4-2 victory. They're now <clears throat> two points back of the Nashville Predators with 16 games remaining. Both them and the Preds have the same amount of points, uh, same amount of games played. As for the Dallas Stars, they are five points back of the Blackhawks right now with 36 points. They do still have a couple of games in hand because – they got off to a, a tough start because of COVID, but they they uh, need to find their groove in order to sneak into the playoffs. They're still behind a bunch of teams, so they're going to have to win those games regardless how many they have in hand. They're going to have to come out with two and not give their opponents uh, any points as well. So for the Blackhawks tonight, what I'm looking for, what I think a key to victory for them will be is – Picking up right where they left off on Tuesday and coming out of the gate strong. I really do believe that first period, I know it's cliche, but it's so crucial for this team. And they're 9-1-1 one, and one when coming out uh, of the first period with the lead. So I think starting off hot is a really big thing for this young team. It gets their momentum going early. They're engaged. Um, be physical. It's going to be a, a chippy game against a division foe. We've played a bunch of times this season. They've been beat by us a bunch, so you know they're going to want to get this one and split the series. But the Blackhawks, they got to want this one just as bad as Dallas does, and they got to show up on home ice. They're wearing their 
reverse retros tonight, I noticed one of the few games they're going to do that this season. If they get a dub tonight, 100%, I'm throwing on my Kirby Doc jersey. My Kirby Doc reverse retro jersey, I should say, that I got a couple weeks back. Uh, that bad boy is pretty filthy, if I do say so myself. But really looking forward to this game tonight. Hopefully, we'll get some people in here to join. Uh, I'm going to share this via Twitter here in a second, and hopefully I'll get things going. Blackhawks stars puck drops in a couple of minutes and for the Blackhawks really I'd like to see that first line they've really been good against Dallas this season Kane and DeBrinket I'm talking about those two in in the games against the stars they just find a way to put pucks in the back of the net they showed that on Tuesday once again all three players on that top line scored a goal DeBrinket Kane and Doc Kane added the empty netter after uh, he kind of got robbed of a goal early on in that first period. It was a tough offsides call there. Not really sure what to make of it. Um, it did look like Kirby already passed it once he was into the offensive zone, but I, I, don't, I don't really know how that works. In my opinion, they called it a, a goal on the ice. I think it should have stood is that I don't think it was conclusive by any means. Um, but one thing I got to get into, they're showing on the screen right now, is the trade the Blackhawks made today, a big one. They sent forward Lucas Walmark and defenseman Lucas Carlson to the Florida Panthers in exchange for forwards Henrik Borgstrom, and uh, they also got Brett Connolly, and they also got defenseman Riley Stillman in a seventh-round pick as well in that deal. And for the Blackhawks, I thought it was a really good trade. One, they could afford to take on some cap, Brent Connolly's contract, Three years, two left after this season at 3.5 mil per season. So that is a, a decent amount of change right now in the COVID world where the cap's tight for most teams, especially for a guy that hasn't been performing well this season. Connolly only has four points in 21 games. Um, and the Blackhawks, they're one of the few teams in the NHL that could actually take on this this cap. They have a lot of space on their uh, on their in their cap right now. They have a lot of room and. Taking in a guy like Connolly, who also, first thing I checked when the Blackhawks acquired him today was his buyout clause. It is a team-friendly buyout clause. So if Connolly struggles here when he gets his chance for the Hawks and they want to go their separate ways, then they could go that route. But also, they're going to expose Connolly for the expansion draft for Seattle this summer. Who knows if Seattle takes them, but that's definitely someone they could put out there that um, is eligible for it. There's only a few guys on the roster who have already done that so far. Ryan Carpenter. Uh, Madison Bowie, that's the reason we got him. Um, I know those two for sure have already done done their part to be eligible for the draft. They've played their amount of games. So the Blackhawks, they took on Connolly, who he may just be a rental. Some people are freaking out about the contract, but I think he is going to be just a rental. And also, we get a former first-round pick in Henrik Borgstrom, who in 58 NHL games, I believe he only has 19 points, 9 goals, 10 assists. First-round pick in 2016 by the Panthers. Uh, hasn't panned out so far down in Sunrise, but he, he's overseas right now playing in Finland, getting comfortable, uh, finding his game a little bit. Never signed a contract before the season for the Panthers, and now the Blackhawks have his rights, and they are expected to sign him before next season. He'll remain over there for the remainder of this year. But he's a guy, former first-round pick, like I said, a bunch of times. He's got a bunch of size to his game. He's a good scoring forward. Um, and I think he, he's a good sweetener for this, for the Blackhawks. It's kind of like a, another why not deal like they made with uh, the Panthers a couple of days ago when they acquired Vinny Hinnestrosa. We got rid of Lucas Carlson, a defenseman who's still behind 
um, Adam Boquist, Nicholas Bodin, Ian Mitchell, and Wyatt Kalanuck, maybe even Alec Regula in that group as well. So he wasn't really getting that much playing time here. It didn't look like uh, there was going to be that much room for him. So we lose Carlson, not a big deal. Even if he helps Florida, you know, good on him. He probably wasn't going to be in a position to help us here. And that's that same situation for Lucas Walmark too. Just not in a position to help us here with the depth we have and the amount of young guys we want to get in the lineup too. It just wasn't the perfect fit for Walmart right now. I didn't even know I don't even know why we signed him in the offseason in the first place. But he now gets you know, hopefully some playing time down with the Panthers. I wish him all the best as well. But that's not really a loss for the Blackhawks because he wasn't gonna play here. So I really think this deal is only upside seeing what we have from Borgstrom down the road, Riley Stillman, who's, a, a, yes, another defenseman, but a big-bodied young defenseman. We don't have very many big-bodied young defensemen. All the bigger guys we have uh, are quite older. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, he's not old, but he's getting to kind of the peak of his career in his late 20s. Calvin DeHaan's a little bit older. Um, Connor Murphy has a little bit of size. He's not huge, but he does throw his weight around there well. But it would be nice to get some more complimentary pieces around him like that. And I think Riley Stillman, he has at least the build to do so. Now, if he can put it together in the NHL, that's a whole nother story. But he's going to get an opportunity with the Blackhawks at some point. They expect both him and Connolly to join the taxi squad after they quarantine for a couple of weeks before they count on the Blackhawks cap. So a big trade there for the Blackhawks today. I thought it was a win. And now it looks like we are ready for puck drop between the Chicago Blackhawks and Dallas Stars. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the rest of my first live locker room show will continue in just a moment. But first, I need to quickly tell you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend... 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership. Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and the best news is they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices? Kevin Lankinen, as I said already, he's in net for the Blackhawks going against Anton Kudobin tonight. Uh, Jake Ottinger got the start on Tuesday. I didn't think Ottinger was bad, but they probably just want to get both their guys going right now, especially Kudobin, who carried them to the Stanley Cup last season. You want to get a guy like that who he hasn't been very good this season, but you know what he's capable of. So they're they're going with Kudobin tonight, kind of trying to get him in a groove. And here we go. Dallas wins the opening faceoff. Blackhawks go get it in their own zone. See, as I said, they're starting with Keith and DeHaan tonight, but those guys don't really play together throughout the course of the game. Just an interesting choice there for the Blackhawks. Uh, we're seeing, oh, Strom almost had a good opportunity in front. Nice feed from Suter. DeHaan keeps the play alive, but then turns it over a second later. 
Stars counter through the neutral zone that plays offsides by a mile and a half. Well, another whistle early on in this game. The last two games for the Blackhawks feel like they've been in eternity with so many whistles, and we have one 34 seconds in here tonight. Interesting. Blackhawks are going to go with a change. That one offsides, as I said, so they're able to. Get a little drinksky. Kirby Dock in the top line out here for the Hawks now against Foxa. And that line for Dallas. Boquist and Keith now out there. So, yeah. <laughs> Don goes off, and now Boquist is playing with Keith on the second pairing like we expected. Kane in the offensive zone, always a good thing. Oh, did bring it. Oh, he was open there for a second. Puck comes back center ice, though. Keith works it up to Kaner. A little scrum in the neutral zone. Back comes Dallas. Fox has got it now. Throwing it to the center. Oh, boy. Might have been redirected off Boquist down to the net. Lankinen makes a stop, though. Klingberg keeps. Oh, nice play, Bokey. Adam Boquist, man. So good for the Blackhawks. He's going uh, to be really good. His defensive game has taken a huge step this year. He's been actually pretty good defensively. Uh, offensively, we know what he can do. I don't know if he's been aggressive enough as a shooter, especially on that power play. I feel like he doesn't fire the puck enough. Um, but the assist game's already there. He already has more points than he did last season. He's putting it all together, and I think he's going to be a really good, maybe number top pairing offensive defenseman or a really good second pairing guy for this Blackhawks team. A lot of people had Ian Mitchell ahead of him uh, in the Blackhawks prospect pipelines coming into the season, but Boquist has certainly answered the bell, and he's he's jumped. Ian Mitchell for sure. Mitchell's been out, I believe. Well, now that Kalmuck's played five straight games, I believe that's five straight for uh, Ian Mitchell on the bench as well, or not on the bench. He hasn't dressed. He's actually now in Rockford. Those guys have been sent back and forth a bunch of times. Him, uh, Nicholas Bodan, Carlson when he was still here, Reese Johnson, that whistle. Oh, nice setup there by Kubalik to Kurashev, but he puts it wide. That line I really like, and I love how they got Philip Kershev out of that fourth line role because that was just not for him. I really do think Brandon Hagel is the good fit there along with Camp and Carpy. Um, had to get Kershev out of that role and get him with some playmakers. Comes Strom with speed, that shot. It looks like it kind of fooled Kudobin a little bit, but he corrals it. Good start here from the Blackhawks. They've had their chances for sure. Uh, Kershev had that good luck. Um, Debrinkit almost had a good chance. That was broken up by Foxen nicely. Um, we just saw, uh, God, who was that? Why am I so bad? That was, <laughs> that was Kurashev who had the good luck. And then, oh, Strom had that two-on-two -two luck where he got a nice shot off on Kudobin. Offensive zone draw, Hawks lose it. P.S. Suter, one of the worst in the NHL this season, but it's okay. He's a rookie. Got to live through the swings just the way she goes. I like his offensive upside. I knew he wasn't going to be Dominic Kubalik good, but he's shown some flashes for sure. He's cooled off, but. I like how we're giving him still a top six role. I think that's where he needs to be. I don't think he should be on the fourth line. When we saw him down there a little bit, he struggled. So, yeah, it's hard to go and produce offense consistently on a fourth line role, especially when you got two fun, two defensive-minded guys around you at all times in uh, Ryan Carpenter and David Camp. Now that he's back down on the fourth line, finally. Should have happened a while ago, but he's back down there now. It's all that counts. Oh, boy. 18, 17, and 5, the Chicago Blackhawks are coming into this one. Like to stay above, above 500 and pull up the series sweep against the Stars. Try to get that first goal here in the next couple of minutes, and that would really go a long way in doing that for Chicago. Really good when they score the first goal this season, 14, 4, and 2, I believe. And as I said earlier in the show, 9, 1, and 1 when having the lead after the first period. So getting that first goal 
really crucial for this young bunch. And they've put together a couple of good looks so far in this one. Hopefully one of these will find the back of the net. Now Dallas got in the offensive zone after both teams have kind of just traded possessions in the last few minutes. Carpe out to Hagel. It could have a two-on-one if Hagel, he's got to shoot it. Oh, good pass, Big Z. Oh, big save by Kudobin on Zadorov there. I really thought Hagel had to shoot that, but great patience. He proved me wrong. Found Zadorov the trailer, and Big Z had a great look. Looked like Camp almost jumped on the rebound as well, but wasn't quite able to put it in the back of the net. Now here comes Dallas with some speed. Klingberg, great D by Connor Murphy to break that up. Oh, Pavelski somehow gets in tight. Oh, man, Kevin Lankin, a couple of really good stuff saves down low. Pavelski somehow all of a sudden had body position. I believe that was on Nikita Zadorov. Dallas working in the offensive zone now. Haskinen with the puck, always dangerous. Miro, good block by Murphy, who just literally is a magnet for the puck lately. Feels like every game right now, dude's blocking four or five shots at least. And that one there gets the Blackhawks out of their own end at least for the time being, because Dallas is coming right back with it. Adam Boquist on D with Keith right now, and that one hits Boquist skate. Kevin Lankinen with a nice save there. He's been tested a couple times early, made some good saves down low. Looks like he's had some good positioning, and here comes Debrinkit with a two-on-one with Kane. Debrinkit, oh, wasn't able to really get a shot on that. He pulled it to his backhand to make the pass, and not sure who was get on that back check. I think it was Guryanov. Broke it up and just kind of pushed the puck on that. Unfortunate there for Debrinket. Yep, Denis Gurianov on the back check really broke up that two-on-one. And now they're going back to this look for Hagel. What a pass there to Big Z. Wow, so out of position. Anton Kudobin. Wow, he was so out of position. I have no idea how that one didn't go. That's actually unbelievable. But, wow, that's a crazy save. So much net for Big Z there, but Kudobin's man. <laughs> Able to get a blocker on it. They don't, hey, there's no no pictures in the stat sheet. They, they don't ask how. They just ask how many. Kudobin was able to come up with that one. Pretty good pace here to start this game for both sides. couple chances for each. Both goaltenders look good early. Lankinen and Kudobin. Doolin. Hawks win a foot race to a puck in their own zone. Duncan Keith, who was wheeling the other night on Tuesday, he had a nice coast-to-coast -coast play where Dunks went all the way from his own end. Uh, fired the puck on Cage, was playing down low for a second. It was pretty cool to see 37 years old, still got it. Comes Kershaw. Remember when he had that beautiful goal? I who was that against? Man, was yeah, I think it was against Detroit. I think he had a be that beautiful goal against Detroit where he just danced around the D, and I was like, oh, my goodness, what a beauty. Ever since then, he's been pretty quiet, man, but rookies – that's how they go, you know. Kirby Doc, we saw last year. I think he had like a 21 or 22 game pointless streak. He's got to play him, get him experience. It's going to be worth it in the long run, especially in a time like this for the Blackhawks. Yeah, they're in a playoff spot, but even though you know uh, they're, they're trying to make it, of course, you still have the long term plans ahead of the short term. And with a guy like Kurashev, looks like that with a lot of playmakers, that's good for him. Here's Henestroza. Oh, he fires a shot on that. That was a good save by Kudobin as well. Vinny's been real active since being acquired by the Blackhawks. Reacquired by the Blackhawks, I should say. And I really like that second line of him, Kubalik, and the guy I was just talking about, Philip Kershev. Good chance there for Vinny shooting it between Asa Lindell's legs. Kudobin was able to get the body on it and hence pre uh, prevented Kubalik from getting the opportunity. Vinny Henestroza, high motor in his short stint so far back with the Hawks. Had a really good game on Tuesday, not only the primary assist, but he also had 
three hits and two shots on goal in under 10 minutes of play. They're going to give him more minutes. I think it was just about getting him comfortable. Uh, but he looked really good in, in that little amount of ice time. Uh, hopefully he can keep that up here tonight. Already has more points in a single game than he did in nine with Florida this year. Looking uh, like a really good trade for the Blackhawks, especially considering they only gave up Brad Morrison, who was going to spend time in, in only the A and maybe the ECHL this year. Uh, I get why Florida did it. They wanted to clear cap space. They got bigger things. They got bigger fish to fry. Um, but the Blackhawks will take advantage of that. They'll take on your cap right now. And that's exactly what they did with Florida. Once again, taking on Connolly. I'm excited for the upside of all these trades that the Blackhawks have made in the last couple of days. So far, it looks like it's paying off with Vinny Henestroza, and only time will tell if it pays off with Connolly, Stillman, and Borgstrom. Now, here comes Dallas once again in the Hawks' offensive zone. They've kind of taken control a little bit in the last minute, minute and a half here. Blackhawks need to put together a good shift as well. Ever since that Henestroza shot, a couple of sequences in Chicago's own end here. Kaner back on the ice with Kirby, trying to get him the puck with some speed. Oh, man. Oh, who was that that just tried to step up? I think it was Pissick. Oh, man, he tried to hit Kirby, and he just got the best of him. Uh, I think Bokey should have passed that there. The docker, he was open a little bit in the slot, but I like Bokey shooting the puck at all times. He needs he needs to do that more often. He can be a better goal scorer than he is. We've seen him have some snipes in the couple of goals that he scored in the NHL so far. Uh, Debrinket, what a bounce back year for the cat, man. Can't say enough about how good he's been. So annoying that people were hating on him last year, calling him a bust, saying that, oh, the contract was a dumb idea. Yeah, how's it looking now? Fourth in the NHL with 20 goals a season. How you doing, Alex Dabrinkit? Worth every penny. But he's not uh, he's not big enough to play in the NHL. Yeah, he put that all put that all to shame real quick. A real good three out of his four seasons in the NHL so far. Hopefully he'll keep it up and be able to hit the 30-goal plateau. That would be incredible in this shortened 56-game season. Um, man, love the cat and what he's been able to do with Kaner. Got to keep him together with Kaner on that top line. Sorry, Stromer. I know you want to play with your good buddy, but I don't think we're gonna we're gonna play you down the middle anymore. We've got so much depth there going forward. I do agree and think it'll be the better move to put Strom out on the wing and get him experience there, just because he just hasn't looked all that impressive when given the opportunity ever since. Literally that first year he came over after the trade in 61 games, he was almost a point-per-game player with the Hawks, and he played really well with Alex Dabrinkin and Patrick Kane. But ever since then, just hasn't been the same. And we got Kirby Doc. Hopefully, keep my fingers crossed, we'll have Jonathan Taze coming back. Hoping Kurashev can get better at the dot so he can play center going forward. We obviously have David Camp. Um, we still have Pia Suter. Not sure if he's a long-term center. As I said, his face-off numbers are among the worst in the NHL this year. Um, but he's a guy who, who's shown potential down the middle as well. Uh, a lot of guys at center, which is a good problem to have, of course, for any team. But at some point, for a guy like Dylan Strom, who we really thought was going to be either our next top-line center, kind of what we trade him to be, at least a second-line center, he hasn't even really performed at that level. So... Why not give him a try on the wing? I know he doesn't want to play there. It's a little bit frustrating for him, I'm sure, probably. But I think he has to understand the long-term picture as well. If he wants to be a difference maker on this team, he might have to do it on the wing. And worst case, Ontario, if he becomes our third-line center and he becomes good, you know, what a luxury that is to have for our team. And that will only make our team better. And hockey, a lot of, you know, these guys, they, they just want to win. It's a different sport than all the other ones. All these guys want to do is win. So 
Um, I think at the end of the day, if Dylan Strom is offered a third line center job on a really good team, he'll take it. If that's his ceiling, so be it, you know, but why not try him on the wing? Uh, he's been performing well at center, though. I will say when the Blackhawks need him to, he's been winning faceoffs. So uh, not sure how long this experiment will last for, but I, I do understand why it's happening. And I think it should continue on for a little bit longer, uh, especially now that we have Kirby Doc back down the middle to help out. And don't have to have David frickin' Camp playing second line. That's just absolutely absurd. Um, but Blackhawks are back after that commercial break. Now Ryan Carpenter is in the box for slashing. So out comes the Blackhawks penalty kill for the first time here in this first period. 11.50 left to go. A little bit of a slow start. Uh, PK needs to come up with a big one. Talked about it a bunch so far. Hawks need that first goal and uh power play goal would not help them out very much. Ooh. Pavelski in front, as he always seems to be, causing havoc. I believe he leads the NHL in power play goals this season. Dallas is leading scorer. They're going to try to get him the puck in front. He's got it down low right now. Get it to Rupe Hintz at the left circle. Hintz holds. Got it to Klingberg. They play catch. Hintz down low to Pavelski backhand and a good save by Lankinen. Pavelski the rebound. The puck might still be loose. No whistle it is. Blackhawks hop on it. And Klingberg, wow, a good keep with a skate. And the Stars, they settle. Klingberg at the point. Walks. Shot into the glove of Lankinen. Good save through a Pavelski screen. That's a big one. Only 40 seconds so far through this Dallas power play, and they've had a couple of real good looks in tight. Um, Pavelski in front causing havoc as always. He almost got a piece of that one. That shot from Klingberg. Lankinen's able to get his glove on it and hold, not allowing a rebound. Good job there. Showing a replay of the backhand shot by Pavelski. Good positioning there by Lankinen. Puck was loose the whole time, but he did a good job of closing that near post and really just giving Pavelski no other choice but to shoot it into his body. So. Good job there by Lankinen, corralling that rebound. Hopefully the Blackhawks can keep it going on this PK. P.S. Suter with a nice play to break it up. Stars get it back in their own zone. That's what we need to see. More pressure on the puck handler at the blue line for sure. Dallas coming back up. John Klingberg with speed. That's no bueno. Pavelski back to Klingberg. Hawks all boy two on one in front. Oh, what a save. Oh, man. Damn. Lankinen made a big first stop, but couldn't get the second one. Stars take a one nothing lead. Rupe Hintz jumps on the rebound. Carpenter's penalty comes back to bite him. And Blackhawks don't get that utterly important first goal of the game. 14-4-2 when they get it. Wow, that was a crazy post-to-post -post save by Lankinen. Somehow gets the blocker, but no one took Hintz. Murphy tried to get their back door. Suter bailed out on the two-on-one to prevent the pass. Wasn't able to get up and stop hands. That's just an unfortunate goal there for Lanky. Unbelievable save. Unbelievable first stop on Jamie Benn. Hans is just able to get on it. Stars make it one nothing at the midway point of the first period. Blackhawks got to respond here. Can't afford to go down two to nothing. This is not a deep enough team that you can rely on consistently to score three or four goals right now, and especially in a comeback fashion. They just, they're too young and they don't have that experience, you know, that's kind of asking a lot of this young group. So, and the Stars are 11-4-4 four four when scoring first. God, first goal is important for both these teams. So, tough that the Blackhawks gave that one right up on their first penalty kill opportunity of the game. Got to get the next one for sure. And I like how the Blackhawks respond with the Doc Kane and Debrinka trio right away. Colleton knows he's got to get the big boys out and going. They've been, uh, they were really dominant in that first game on Tuesday. Each of them found the back of the net. 
Kane and Debrinket each had two points. We kind of <laughs> live and die as Kane and Debrinket go. That's the way this team is this season, and that's why a guy like Kane's in the Hart Trophy race, and Alex Debrinket is near the top of the NHL in goals this season. I believe he's only trailing Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, and Mika Ronton. So, you know, three guys who are uh, some of the best players in the entire league, and Alex Debrinket's right there with them. Tells you a lot about the game number 12 has for the Blackhawks. Big bounce back year for the Cat. 20 goals right now, uh, and he missed some time with COVID as well. So he's been on fire since coming back from that. Ooh, I like that shot there from Vinny from a tough angle. Vinny's been so good since we reacquired him from Florida, man. I know it's only been a game in a period, but he just looks energetic. Puck on his stick, he looks like he can do some damage. Oh, rebound in front. Chance for Vinny. He's hacking and whacking. Kudovin's able to jump on it, though, and get the whistle. Kurashev and Hinnestros are there to cause some havoc in front of the net. Not able to stuff the loose puck home. Even Boquist was up in the mix. Going to a TV timeout now. one nothing Stars. Going to go take a look. What we got. The shots on goal. Going to go look at some of the box score stats so far for the Blackhawks here. Wow. Blackhawks are already up to 12 shots on goal, and the Stars have 10. Take a look at the Blackhawks. Who's got shots? Oh, damn. Connor Murphy's got two. He's the only one with two. Camp has one. Vinny has one. Boki has one. Kurashev has one. Strom, Zadorov. Zadorov had that real good look where Kudovin was super out of the net. I don't even know how that one didn't find the back of the net. Somehow, Dovey's able to get a blocker on it. Uh, some of the other numbers, nothing really jumping out right now. Calvin DeHaan has two hits already, two hits in two minutes and 21 seconds. So he's been physical so far. I like to see that. Wow. Dallas already has 13 hits and we're halfway through the first period. Hits are always weird because it, it's such a judgment stand. It kind of depends who's doing them that night. You know, some guys are more lenient with them than others. 13 hits in 10 minutes for Dallas. So that seems like a lot. Six for the Blackhawks. Hawks are getting beat at the faceoff dot two right now. 55.6% of the draws have been won by Dallas, 44.4 by Chicago. Let's go take a look at who's done what at the dot. So we have Philip Kershev is one for two. Very nice. Peace Suter is three for four. I've been talking trash about him all, all stream long about how he can't win a faceoff, and he's one of the worst in the NHL at it. He's the only one that's doing it right now for us. Uh, Kershev's 50%, though. I guess that's good. Camp is 0 for 1. He's only taken one. He lost to Ben. And then Kirby Doc is 0 for 2. So, Doc, faceoff struggles continue. You know, that's how it goes with young players. We got a bunch of them, and that's why this team really struggles at the faceoff dot. One of the worst in the NHL, and that's because we got Kirby Doc, Philip Kershev, and Pius Suter taking, <laughs> taking the draws all the time. The only one that can win a, a faceoff consistently on this team is David Camp. That's why he was playing with the second line so often, because he's, Coach Collins was trying to get his, his playmakers the puck. No one else could in the dot. And we saw Kirby struggle there the other night when we had that five-on-three against Nashville the other day, excuse me. That was the afternoon game on Saturday against the Predators. Hawks down 2 nothing. They get a five-on-three in the third period, a chance to come back and possibly tie the score, at least cut the deficit in half. Kirby Doc loses two. Maybe it might have even been three offensive zone faceoffs cleanly, and Nashville's able to clear right away. That really came back to haunt the Blackhawks. I get it. You got to let the kid learn, but that was a, that was a tough sequence there for Doc for sure. All right, my live stream show with Locker Room will finish up in just a moment. But first, I need to talk about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing and Major League Baseball is back. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Blackhawks really need to counter here win the last half of this period. It would be really big if they could come out tied one-to-one. Super nice pass to Strom. Ah, shoot that, baby. Yeah, I, I, I just said that same thing on the broadcast. Got to shoot that puck, Dylan. Not enough guys that want to be goal scorers on this team, I swear. So many guys are so passive. Just shoot. Dylan Strom, we need you to be a goal scorer, buddy. I'm sorry, but you're not that much of a playmaker. I hate to break it to you, but that's why you're not playing center anymore. That doesn't tell you anything. Got to shoot that there. I get what he was trying to do, a little quick give and go, but it was double covered. It wasn't even just covered. There were two guys there in the slot to take that pass away. Ooh, Murphy stretched to Hagel here. Hagel, such a swift skater. That start-stop is beautiful. Go in a battle, boys. Come on. Fourth line worldwide. Murphy, good keep. Go to work. Oh, Kudobin, soft. Going to hold it. It's all right. We'll take the offensive zone draw from our fourth line. Get, get probably that top line back out there. Yeah, they showed Suter here, pass three on two to the left out to Strom. Definitely shoot that, or at least go to Yanmark in the slot. He had inside position on Gurianov. Don't do that. That was the worst thing he could have done in that, in that position. Man, the Blackhawks do have 13 shots on goal so far. I like that, but that chance there for sure. Strom's got to fire it. Kirby in the faceoff dot here. Hey, he wins that one. Back to Kaner. Got to fight and win that board battle now. Doc along the boards. Back to Kalanuk, who's looked pretty good the last couple of games. I like what I've seen from Wyatt Kalanuk. Number 48, he stole Vinny's number a couple of days before he came back. But we haven't really seen the offensive side of his game too much. He had that nice stretch pass to set up a Kubalik goal not all that long ago. But haven't seen too much room in the offensive zone. But defensively, which offense, that's really his bread and butter. He was a power play guy at Wisconsin. Had real good offensive numbers there. Not to say he wasn't a good defenseman, but just known more as an offensive defenseman. But so far in his own zone, I thought he's looked pretty, pretty good for the most part. Uh, I believe he made his debut against Tampa. That didn't go all that well. But since then, I think the only thing that really is bad that's happened to him is uh, he got beat back door once on a goal, I remember. And then he also had one bouncing off his leg. That's just, that could have happened to anyone. Just wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, boy. Go to break it. Oh, I just couldn't settle a bouncing puck or else he would have been in alone on Kudobin. That was tough puck there. B bouncer from Kane. Boquist and Kane play catch. Here they go. Kane are circling in the offensive zone. Top of the dot. Doc. Oh. Puck was behind him, but he played like it was in front of him. Oops. Dallas gets the puck in their own zone and goes for a chain. Good sequence here from the Blackhawks. Like their push. 
Boquist moving up the moving up the ice with the puck now. Gotta get some more water in me, jeez. Kershev speeds ahead. Wow, no points in the last eight games for Kershev. That's according to Pat Foley. Could be right, could be wrong. Pat hasn't been on his A game <laughs> as of late. Oh man, it'd be good to good to answer back right here. Oh, oh man, what a pass from Vinny! Oh baby, Vinny Hinnestroza with a great pass backdoor to find Dominic Kubalik. Bang for the second time in as many games. Vinny Hinnestroza sets up Dominic Kubalik for a goal, and the Blackhawks tie the score one to one in the first period. Wow, Vinny wins a battle along the boards and just a beautiful sauce pass to Kubalik backdoor at the left circle. He beats. Kudobin, his 14th goal of the season, goals in back-to-back -back games now for Dominic Kubelik. That's a huge goal for the Blackhawks to answer here in this first period. And now two points in as many games for Vinny Hinnestroza. Love to see that. Vinny's back, baby, and in a big way. Wow, what a play there by the Blackhawks' third line. Awesome sequence there by Vinny. Wins the board battle and just couldn't have put it better on the tape if you were right in front of him and dropped it there. What a feat for Vinny. Big one to tie this up for the Hawks. But the beat goes on. The next goal is bigger than the last goal. So, you know, got to keep the foot on the gas here by the Blackhawks. You know, the Stars have struggled offensively. That was a big one to counter and not fall behind two to nothing. But, you know, one one's a big one, good start. But you're going to have to get two or three to win it. So, got to stay aggressive. One thing I've seen from the Blackhawks a lot this year, after they score a goal, score a goal of their own, they give one back right away after. So big sequence here following that, the next couple of shifts, as Gurionov has in the offensive zone for Dallas. Uh, Klingberg flips one on that. That one was blocked by a couple of pedestrians in front. Here comes Yanmark for Strom now back in the offensive zone. Good area pass there by Stromer to find Yanmark below the net. Ah, puck just bounces off his stick, and Dallas is able to clear. Vinny Hinnestroza, wow. Things I didn't think I was going to be saying in 2021. Vinny Hinnestroza is producing for the Chicago Blackhawks. Wow, what a crazy world we are living in. Big pickup there by Stan Bowman. Why not trade for the Blackhawks? I've said that a couple of times. Bring a guy back where he's comfortable. Hometown kid. Uh, you gave up peanuts for him. Sorry, Brad Morrison, not to be rude, but you were never going to play in the NHL for this team. So really didn't matter. I know Florida was just trying to dump cap space and get rid of Vinny's a million dollars for a guy that doesn't play that often. They got bigger things in mind to make before the deadline. Um, but we'll take advantage of that. We'll take on that million-dollar contract. And so far, looking pretty good. Two points in five periods, or two points in four periods for Vinny Hinnestrosa, excuse me, back with the Chicago Blackhawks. The Bartlett, Illinois native. Shout out to Bartlett, Illinois. Not too far from the suburb of Lake Zurich that I am currently residing in right now as I watch this game. Last couple of minutes here in the first period, we're under four. One to one, Blackhawks are out shooting Dallas 15 to 10. I'll be on for a couple of minutes as we go to the intermission. And then I'm going to send you all off. I'm going to watch the rest of the game as usual. I'll be live tweeting everything. Be sure to check out at Talking Hockey on Twitter for all the latest Blackhawks news and coverage. It's your go to source for all Blackhawks news. I'll be live tweeting every game there as I have over the past two or three seasons. I believe I've missed four or five maybe a couple of games not not very many happen I remember I missed the game against Edmonton two seasons ago one against the Flyers two seasons ago this year I've only missed one so far that was on 
uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration on on a Saturday in Chicago against the Florida Panthers. Might have gotten a little too sauced on that one. Uh, my bad, missed <laughs> missed that one. Sorry, guys. Um, but I, I I watch all the Blackhawks all the Blackhawks games. I really don't miss them. They're my top priority all the time. And I got all the news for you covered. So if you'd like to get that on your phone, be sure to check out at Talking Hockey on Twitter. Quick plug, as Biz would say. Three minutes left in the first period. Going to go take a look at the box score once again. And for the Blackhawks, see here. Three shots now for Connor Murphy. He's been a stat stuffer lately. Three shots on goal, two blocks, and a hit already for Murphy, who's been leading our team in ice time regularly over the past few weeks. Usually that's Duncan Keith's job, but I like how we've kind of progressed Murphy into our top defenseman. That's what he should be. Connor Murphy, we traded Nicholas Jalmerson for him. The hope is that one day he would become a good top pairing guy for us. And sure enough, it's taken a little bit of time, but Connor Murphy has been really good and definitely our most consistent defender, in my opinion, over the last two or three seasons. Really has built himself as a sturdy guy in his own zone. The Blackhawks can rely on in all situations, plays out there on the penalty kill, blocking shots. He's a warrior. Wears his heart on his sleeve. Always comes up clutch time after time for this Blackhawks team with, with blocks in crunch time. So uh, credit to Connor Murphy. And he's having, looks like a hell of a start here again so far. Uh, two shots for Boquist. Two shots for Henestrosa and a primary assist. He's got a hit as well. That's always good to see. What's Kalanuk done? Kalanuk's only got 342. Nothing in the stat sheet so far. Tahan's got two hits. He's our only guy with two. Who else was out there on the ice? Kubalik, Kurashev, and Inostroza. Yes, the third line. And then Keith was out there with Adam Boquist. They got the pluses on that goal. Looks like right now Keith is leading our team in time on ice with seven minutes. Dominic Kubalik only has two minutes and 32 seconds. Like, come on. He's got to play more than that. I don't know why Jeremy Calton refuses to play the guy. I mean, come on. 30 goal scorers, a rookie, and now he has goals in back-to-back -back games. Let's play him more than Matias Yanmark, all right? You might not even be on this team in a week. It only makes sense, doesn't it? 2.55 left in this first period. Blackhawks have really answered back nicely since allowing that power play goal to Rupe Hansen. Unfortunate one as well because Lankinen made just a dandy of a save before Hans was able to jump on the rebound and put it into the back of the net. Blackhawks PK, the struggles continue, man. They were so good early on in the season, and I really thought, I was like, oh, is this the year the Blackhawks are going to get good special teams play? The power play was rolling early, too. I was like, what is happening? This is the team that's good on special teams. Well, power play struggled since then. The penalty kill's been even worse. They're in the bottom third of the league, one of the worst in the NHL, I believe 27th or 28th. They got to pick that up if they want to make the postseason. Can't be allowing as many power play goals as they are right now. It seems like one every game is happening. And that really is crucial to a team that when you go and look at the schedule and see the results, we haven't scored four goals or more very often in ever since really February. So giving up power play goals, that's a huge, those goals are so crucial in those low scoring games. So the Blackhawks really need to figure that out, especially in the final games of the season when it's going to be a playoff, playoff like atmosphere. It already kind of is right now with 16 games remaining in the regular season. A big one here for both teams at the United Center. The Blackhawks, five points 
ahead of the Dallas Stars with 41 points, 18-7-5. And, and the Stars, they have 36 Oh, big save there by Lankinen on hints. He could add a second there. The Stars have 36 points. There are a couple of games. I believe they have played 37 games, I do believe. I'm going to go double-check on that real quick. Yeah, I played 37 games, so I got three games in hand, 36 points, five back of the Hawks, seven back of the Nashville Predators for that final playoff spot. So even with the games in hand, they win all those, you know, they're still out. So they got to string some together here and not give their opponents, especially Columbus, the Hawks, um, Nashville, can't give points to those teams. Can't Got to win in regulation. And the Blackhawks is big for them too, you know. Early on, they played a lot of, they had a lot of games go to overtime. It hasn't been the case recently, which I like to see. Um, I get you want to get the point yourself, but given uh, some of your division foes won as well, doesn't really do you any good, even if you come out with the win. doesn't helps you only half as much. So I'd like to see the Blackhawks tonight come away with a win in regulation. Here comes Camp backhands that one behind the net. Under a minute left in the period. Been a fun first episode on Locker Room, folks. Hopefully next time we'll get more to join me. I'll only promote it more and more on Twitter and social media to get more people uh, chime in, hopefully get some questions. You know, people can request. There are no requests to speak, unfortunately, but that's how she goes sometimes, you know. It was fun doing this. Uh, get some requests to speak and hopefully, you know, talk to people live and we'll have some interactions during these games. Think of there's a penalty coming here with 30 seconds left in the first period. What do you know? Brandon Hagel. Drawing a penalty in the offensive zone. That guy is so grimy and so good at doing that. Draws a ton of penalties. Now the Blackhawks will have to the power play in the final 30 seconds. If they don't find the back of the net, they'll carry over into the second. Falquist fires one just wide. Looked like that was a pass for Doc back door. Here's Kane at the left circle. He shoots. Kudoba makes a save, and he jumps on the rebound holds for the whistle. Couple of good looks there right off the draw from the Blackhawks. And it all started with a offensive zone win. I believe that was by Kirby Doc. Blackhawks, they might be leading the stars in faceoffs now, ever since I've been talking crap about them. It seems like they've strung a couple together. I love Kirby Doc's little Fu Manchu look that he's got going on. It's incredible. Fifth best power play in the NHL for the Blackhawks. They haven't played like that in the last two months, but that's what you get when you have a torrid start to the year. Um, see if they can string one together here. Kane over to Boki with 15 left. Boquist in tight to Strom, works it to Kane, passes at his feet, though. Not much he can do with it. Great behind-the-back feed to Boquist. He shoots. Strom! Oh, his shot was blocked. Boquist, Kane's got to put it on net. One second left, and the puck jumps off his stick. That'll do it for the first period here in Chicago and for my live stream on Locker Room. For a couple people that did chime in, thank you for doing so. Hopefully we'll get more next time, but it's definitely been fun. It was the first time I've done one of these live shows, so looking forward to chopping it up and hearing it, and I'll definitely have I have it out after the game. So be sure to tune in for my post-game thoughts on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. And go Hawks, they managed to tie it one-to-one thanks to a great setup from Hinnestroza to find Dominic Kubalik. That was a big goal, and hopefully that'll get the Blackhawks going here throughout the final 40 minutes of this contest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up Thursday, April 8th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. 
and after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is getting down to the home stretch, and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.